Welcome back to Kingdom Conversation. I'm your host, Anna, and we have Seth and Lauren with us today. Hello. So we're going to be kicking off a brand new series. We're going to be interviewing a bunch of people, and we're going to be focusing on the topic of relationships, starting today with singleness and going through different couples after this one, and we're going to be interviewing couples that have been married for a month to a couple years to 10 plus years, and we're just going to keep going down the line and see what they respond to with our with our questions and really get to get their wisdom and all the stuff that they've learned for their many years of being married. So our first question for today is what was your view of dating before coming becoming a Christian? Lauren? <laughs> okay. So yeah, I did become a Christian older in life than some people. <clears throat> So I had more of an opportunity to make mistakes, but they're mistakes that I learned from. So I did date <clears throat> not being a Christian, so um, it was definitely different than it is now, for sure. Um, I think one of the biggest things was uh, my view on sex, because I thought it was like it, kind of a casual thing. I didn't realize that it had like spiritual repercussions and like Mm. mentally and physically and knowing that now that like God made it to glorify him in marriage it like shifted my mind so much and I was like it hurts thinking back that those things happened but I also learned from them and so it's definitely much more of a sacred thing in that sense and also when I would be dating, marriage was kind of in the rear view mirror of, you know, like, it was more about having fun, kind of, mm-hmm. and just, I don't know, having somebody to be with. But now it's shifted into me exclusively dating people if I see them as a potential, like, marriage partner instead of just liking them or having, thinking they're a cool person. So it's like a complete 180. Yeah. And flip. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much... That's crazy. What about <laughs> what about you? What would so you say? So my uh, view of dating before Christian, yeah, um, becoming a Christian. Um, well, I was raised in the church, so my parents got saved in the church we attend. Um, so I grew up like knowing the meaning of like dating and whatnot. And so even though like I wasn't saved, like I always knew like when I would want to date someone, it was for the long run, I guess, and for marriage. But as my mind got perverted when I got older, um, I started thinking more of just about like, oh, having sex or whatever, kind of like what Lauren was saying about it just being casual. But um, I always knew in the back of my mind, like when I would talk to girls and whatnot, like I always, when I thought about like being with them, like could I see being married, like see myself being married to them? Mm-hmm. And like, would that, how would that play out? Um, and I, so that was kind of like my view, even like before I was saved, like I was, raised in the church you so still like, had that like backbone kind of to yeah yeah to go off of yeah because I grew up in the church and I you know I know all about it so I knew that was kind of like ingrained in me before I even got saved so yeah interesting enough like I always kind of looked at it like the long long game still it's like it's kind know. of encouraging because for those like who have families and their children are a little bit on the fence you at least know that or at least would hope that those morals would show through even though they're not choosing to be a Christian. That hopefully somewhere like instilling 
right and wrong ideas like within them like they know deep down even though maybe other things are kind of choosing to not do what we, I mean as a Christian but but I don't know that's kind of what I was thinking when you were explaining that mm-hmm. uh, I never really got the experience to date at all uh, Seth and I were married so this that was the only person I've ever actually <laughs> dated um, but I think my perception of finding someone I thought it was right I thought I knew okay yeah I grew up in, within church I I know that you're supposed to only date to marry somebody but um, I think just being so naive and so guarded it kind of it kind of clouded my judgment in some ways of giving me I don't know maybe some some prejudice and some things that I could have probably worked better on in in my view of others and realizing like just because they look like they have it all together on the outside doesn't mean they have it all together on the inside so being able to to be like as a as a a single woman at that time realizing like I know now there's many people that I've seen their testimony where they meet someone and they don't pursue them quite yet for dating because the person's not there but then in time they'll miraculously be touched by God and then it works out and then they come together and um and it's amazing but then I'm with my personal experience the person that I wanted to be with again was exactly what I just said on the outside they they made it look like they had it all together but on the inside they were just this hot mess so that was probably my experience not really I would say I was not really like an unbeliever but I was in that very weird middle ground at that Mm -hmm. time where I just wasn't really sure exactly what I what I stood for and what I believed and I think just having that clarity was really nice yeah so next question um I think the question's worded a little weirdly I don't know if you meant for that but do you think modern Christians has examples of healthy relationships that was supposed to be have. Ah, uh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> have examples of healthy relationships. That's the ASD uh, school system for you. <laughs> so, yes. What, what are, um, do we have some healthy relationships within Christianity? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think having God involved in your relationships, like, takes it to a whole new level and like helps you just relationally so much um that being said it I think it really depends on how much God is focused on in your relationship and the more he is the more it will flourish and be healthier um but we're still like human beings we hurt each other we have faults and I think it really depends on the situation because like there's still good and bad relationships even if you're a Christian Mm. so I think just being a Christian doesn't mean that all your relationships are going to be perfect, but I think, like, the the really healthy relationships are something that are amazing and unlike any other. I love that you brought that up, because that's a huge misconception of just because someone's a Christian doesn't give them the green light for you to be with them. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're, yeah. they need to have many other qualifications, because just because you put the Christian stamp on somebody, it's like... I don't know. That's one thing for me that really bothers me. So what what do you think, Seth? Um, honestly, I don't know. I feel like Lauren hit it pretty right on the head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, like she pretty much got it all. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like I don't really have any much more to add to that. Did you say are there any like unhealthy things that Christians do? 
um, judge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we all um, <laughs> fall into that trap. We can yep. get kind of high and mighty sometimes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just that's like probably um, the thing that's been taking place in America that's been driving people away from Christianity is because like every time I hear like bad testimonies about a church or whatever it's oh they were very judgmental mm. you know they wanted yeah. me to follow these specific rules or whatever and it was just kind of like and there are other things that play there but I think one of the biggest things is like Christians aren't like I mean they're just being too judgmental they're not you know it's not our place to like judge of course there's certain things that we do need to take care of um depending on the situation, but... Because people think um, that morality is judgment as well. Yeah. They can take it to that extreme. Exactly, yeah. So I definitely say that's a very unhealthy thing uh, we do (laughs) in our relationships. Definitely agree. Um, Yeah, not really doing things with love anymore, just more, you know, condemning. and. (laughs) Yeah, so just within the context of relationships, I think as... Um, a church body we should be able to support our young people to know that what love looks like and love isn't go out and date the first single man or woman that you see just because we're trying to force you into this loving mindset and everyone should get married right away at 18 years old it's like the most loving thing to do sometimes would be to wait and to grow yeah. and yeah. let yourself grow in God before just throwing yourself into marriage like idolizing marriage too much when it becomes bigger than God. Yeah. I think that's another thing that I see within a lot of these progressive churches. It's just like marriage, marriage, marriage. Just get married. It's like, well, yeah, we've talked about that before. Like people think um, you need to get married before you can truly start serving God. Ugh. And it's in you that. can serve God right where you are as a single person in high school, in middle school. Yeah, we will know. get into that. Oh yeah, okay. We'll get into that. That's good more. stuff. That's good stuff. Okay. Um, do you support missionary dating? Um, no. Just really. <laughs> late, no. So to to describe it first before I move on, for those that don't know, basically it's the idea of going out and purposely finding someone who's not saved and trying to convert them through dating them. So that's what missionary dating is. Yeah, so God tells us not to be unequally yoked mm-hmm. and only he can save. So... If you try to convince somebody to become a Christian and follow God, ultimately they're going to be doing it for you, yeah. not for their love of God and not for him truly working through them. Not saying he can't, but usually that's not how that works like at all. And you're just going to be really disappointed when mm-hmm. you find out that it was all fake. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have that foundation in God. Yeah. Well, then you become the idol in that person's life instead of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the the flip of priorities. That's why like being friends with someone first is such a important thing to do because then you can you can maintain your relationship with God and not go into that danger zone of idolizing that person too much. Yeah. And also, I think we're it's good for us to look where people are at instead of where they could go mm. because then it's just kind of wishful thinking mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. That, that's such a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, because that's for girls. For girls, we, we are terrible about, oh, oh, he's going to be so perfect. You can't, <laughs> you can't change him. Yeah. Only God, either him or her, like God is the only one who can actually change a person. On Maybe they're 
habits, even something that's pretty big, they could change. Like they could come to church and then you would never guess in a million years they'd step foot in a church, but that still doesn't mean anything. Like mm-hmm. they still not this there there's no major change on the inside. Yeah. I think I know the answer to this question, but do you have any stories towards what? this topic? Like thinking that Missionary dating? Yeah, like like pursuing someone who's not even not even remotely a Christian and thinking like, oh well, just because well, I'm a, a Christian, of, that'll be enough. Well, a lot of times, like the Christian going into the unequally yoked relationship will usually fall away as well. Mm-hmm. That's another issue. Is like people go into it and then they start compromising, you know? Because I mean, when like emotions flare up or whatever, it's like you can be overtaken by your emotions and this and that. You can compromise, and when you fall for someone or whatever, you can lose sight of you know what you believe. I guess, but. Um, yeah, I know that's a pretty common one is typically the believer most times will compromise what they believe and they'll actually fall away from the word. And, and what's awful is like most likely in like 90% of the time you're not going to end up with that person anyway. So now you've sacrificed yeah. your like a piece of yourself to this person and also your relationship with God. So it's like that's a lose-lose situation right yeah. there. So might as well just avoid that at all costs. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, next. So does God see singleness as bad? <laughs> I say not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. And Paul actually says it's a gift. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he, God uses singleness for teaching us and especially teaching us how to first have relationship with him and for teaching us who we are and then also figuring out what he wants for our lives because you're not focused on constantly like pleasing somebody else or like just having your focus kind of split like you can Mm -hmm. put it all on God instead of another person yeah because ultimately that's the most important relationship is your relationship with God that's Mm -hmm. a great point so that's why we are single at first so we can figure that part out because going into a marriage you know it's like uh going into it both sides need to be like the relationship with god needs to be number one priority strong and that'll ultimately help the marriage if they do end up getting married but being single even if you were to stay single it's still not bad i mean Mm -hmm. yeah there are definitely a lot of pros to it (laughs) something that i heard a long time ago when i was studying this topic for myself one really big aha moment was the fact that we have to, it's like, it sounds selfish, but it makes sense. So don't get me wrong when I'm explaining this. It's like, we have to focus on ourselves and what, like, be the person that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just being like, oh, they're the person that has to change and they're, they have to be perfect. They have to be this checking off everything on my list to a T, but then I don't have to do anything on my own which it's just like number one it's not christian at all because there's nowhere you can apply that to a christian living in general but then especially within a relationship as significant as marriage when you see all of these characteristics of god then you're like okay i want these in my spouse but that should be a reflection on us as well. So that actually will kind of lead us into our next question. <gasps> which what is, in what ways can we prepare for marriage? Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't even try. Uh-huh, yeah, you kind of already answered it. <laughs> I was reading the next question. I was like, mm. <laughs> uh, we didn't quite get to that question yet. But 
yes yeah like that is a huge like i would say that is like number one make sure that you're you are saved that you have salvation and then yeah and then like see those characteristics within yourself and and really let those grow so what what would you say Mm -hmm. for that one um i definitely agree with what you said and i think you can also add just like getting to know more people and having friendships and just developing not healthy isolating rela- yourself relationships mm-hmm. and learning how yeah. to um communicate with people connect with people relate on stuff even learn how to handle conflict mm. is really important um and also like the deeper thing like how other people process things and perceive things because we're so different it's really important to understand how other people's brains work and I feel like that can really help you for any marriage or any relationship especially marriage because mm-hmm. you're not always going to see eye to eye you're not mm-hmm. you're not the same person that like yeah. that's the biggest thing you can stress is you're not always going to agree on every little thing and then also like, like focusing and loving others putting yourself last um and just knowing who you are in Christ and who he's made you to be I love that you mentioned like getting to know people and surrounding yourself with people. That was a huge mistake that I made and I am regretting it. Not speaking about Seth, but my the first time that I liked a guy like it was more legitimate than just having a crush, but like being so like oh, this is my person and I'm mm-hmm. not going to hang out with anybody else cuz I know I'm going to be with this person <laughs> and it it completely like you you become so jaded you think like them you act mm-hmm. like them everything's about them and then like your other people try to come into your life but you just like you pretty much start blocking them out mm-hmm. and that like I've I've listened to not like secular talks like TEDx talks and stuff like that about toxic relationships and I'm like yeah that sounds really familiar like yeah I know Mm -hmm. all about that like the whole process of like just creating this little world of your own and nothing can influence it and that's where like community comes in so where your friends can be like hey we see this in you and this isn't good this isn't godly like what's going on like why I wish I was able to open up enough to the people I had during that time to be able to give me those insights and I also agree with conflict like people nowadays cannot communicate they don't know how to get over things they don't know how to heal everything always has to be a grudge I have a beef with this person I have a beef with that person I'm talking to this person but I can't talk it's like it's just so much so annoying and I think one thing that I love about God it's like you can get to know someone and it doesn't have to be this huge like I'm crying for the rest of the month eating chocolate and ice cream like I can't get over this person it's you get to know them you realize that you're not supposed to be with them and you can still be Christian about it and you can mm-hmm. still yeah. love that person in in a godly way so yeah yeah I definitely like what you um what you said about like yeah uh Man, I kind of lost my train of thought. But so actually what I was trying to get at is like when you're going into like like a serious relationship, thinking like truly thinking about marriage and making that next step, making sure you guys are like on the same page. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what you're saying. Like once you get to know someone, realizing that they're not, you know, the right person, it's kind of like that's a big thing. Like before you get engaged or before you even make that serious commitment to like 
be exclusive or whatever, like making sure you guys are on the same page, your priorities are where they need to be. And ultimately, that comes down to your individual relationships with God. And a lot of people will say, oh, it's so hard. I'm like, no, it's not. No. You just have to sit there and take off the Google glasses and come our eyes for a second. Take away the fact that you think that they're attractive. It's like, yes, it plays a huge part in it. But it's like, if you just observe someone, you'll learn a lot about Oh yeah, a person. Yeah, just by mm-hmm. like just watching, like not in a, <laughs> in a creepy way. Don't be stalking them, but like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, that's super true. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the next one. Uh, our next question says: For women, what are some good boundaries to set up before entering into a relationship? I gotta sit this one out. <laughs> <laughs> We can talk about guys, too, but we'll talk about girls first. Just the girls. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Okay. So I think when people mention the word boundaries, it's always like your first thought is physical Physical. boundaries. Yeah. And which are very important, I think, um, like not being like super like touchy and close and like super flirty. Um, One big thing is like not being alone at night because usually night is just things mm-hmm. happen <laughs> not laying next to each other like etc cetera, etc cetera. um but also having those emotional and spiritual boundaries um i think emotionally figure out you know what's too much to share with somebody or just guarding your heart and not letting your emotions control where things go but instead keeping the more practical things in mind um and then spiritually one example is like not praying as a unit like you can pray together, but I've seen people, like, pray as one, and they're not in, like, a marriage relationship, and you're not supposed to do that. And mm-hmm. I think just keeping God center and not idolizing the other person or the relationship mm-hmm. is a really good boundary to set. And just keep that in mind throughout the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. Seth, what about, what about the guys? What are some good boundaries for guys? Um, respecting the girl. Uh, you hear that, <laughs> <laughs> Which is a lot about the physical boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that should be saved for marriage, and then even like, even beyond like engagement as well. And then as when you know Lauren was sitting on the uh, the emotional side, um, saving a lot of that for like, yeah, like when you're in the dating phase, kind of like keeping it at, like not yeah not like it's hard to say, but. You know, like save some of that stuff for when you're engaged and like you're right there going into marriage mm-hmm. before you talk about certain things. Yeah. There are certain mm-hmm. things you should talk about before marriage, but when you're still like in the dating phase, there aren't some things you should really be going into. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just like saving some of those things for when you guys have made that declaration to marry each other and like, like that's when you should definitely know like this is the person I'm marrying. When you get engaged, like obviously you're not gonna get engaged with someone that you're still on the fence about. Like, yeah, you know. So Hopefully obviously not. when you're engaged, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you shouldn't be. Yeah, when you're engaged though, that's when you can kind of have some of those deeper conversations because some of them you should be having before you go into marriage, for sure. Like emotional, um, spiritual stuff for sure. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my my thought. Just to clarify, when you're when you're in a relationship that has gone past the I'm getting to know you phase like the where'd you grow up blah 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 like all those kind of superficial questions that you ask like getting to know the person and their priorities is one of those things that has to be a part of it that's it's yeah. not really what Seth was talking about with discluding things just like things that are within marriage and specific to marriage like 
mostly pertaining to physical stuff and being able to to go through whatever that yeah that needs to not be talked about dating that is yeah. completely off limits yeah mm-hmm. but how many kids do you want like where do you see yourself in the future are you wanting to stay where you are are you wanting to travel it's like those things are going to help you know what the other person wants and yeah. if they're too conflicting if you can't mold those together then you automatically know like okay this this obviously is not what god wants for us because god's put this on my heart and god's put that on your heart but they're going two opposite mm-hmm. directions yeah and um yeah but superficial things like if you want a dog if you want a cat some kids yeah yeah like talk, go ahead and talk about that kind of stuff like <laughs> knock yourselves out <laughs> all right explain your top five deal breakers and guys <laughs> I'm very curious to know what yours are. <laughs> well, I think number one is very obvious. Mm-hmm. They have to be Christian. Yes. <laughs> um, another one, um, emotionally available. <gasps> wow. Not being that. closed <laughs> off, like able to deal with and process their emotions and be mm. able to express them. Not yeah. a crybaby, mm-hmm. but someone manly Level-headed. enough to actually talk about it. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> and then communication. If they are able to talk about things in a mature way, not let things store up and like, because when you let things store up, that's Big when resentment that. builds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you learn communication from a young age, and so it's like that's something you kind of have to. Obviously, you can learn it, but it's really hard to like unlearn. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. not just like bottling things up. And I think that's like, if you don't know how to communicate, then that's really rough. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, self-control, which is another thing that can be built, but I think it's, if they don't have it, I definitely, like, turn me off from them. Um, self-control, like, financially, physically, mentally, spiritually, all of that is just mm-hmm. super important. It's all important. And then yeah. they have to just love people. Like, just love mm. people. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. being Christian, like, we're called to love people, and if yeah. they can't do that, like, love people regardless of their differences, like, some views doesn't matter if they're christian or not like you still love people and i really like admire that in people and that's something i would look for mm, those are all amazing i say if i could add anything to that i don't know about like what order just kind of spitballing some things but of course god being number one but i would also say like a man being a man yes. and knowing what his like god-given responsibilities are mm-hmm. and realize and taking action for those things i think too often guys and girls i'm not going to be too mean to the guys here but like seeing one side of the relationship pretty much carry the team mm-hmm. and it, it just creates this dynamic that it's just it's terrible because one person is really passive and another one's really assertive now bringing it in the realm of Christianity, obviously that has to be the male. The male has to be the head of the household, has to be the Christ-like figure, the spiritual like guidance of the home, the ultimate deciding factor. Of course, they also need to be like caring and loving and being able to give a safe environment for all of their their children and, and their spouse. And the woman has like the more nurturing, caring, whatever. She also has like the guiding factor and it's it's just the percentages are different. They they share equal roles. The percentages are just different. But yeah, I would definitely say like that being one of my main ones for these soft men out there today who can't lead and do jack mm-hmm. and loose squat. What would you say about 
like girls nowadays. Obviously, you're mm. married now. Yeah. But <laughs> what would you say for like if you Five gave deal breakers? if you gave advice to a single guy, what would be like some deal breakers that you would try to tell them? Well, obviously, number one. Uggos are totally... I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, no. I'm kidding. Oh, no. Just cut that out. That's, I'm just kidding. That's, that's my husband, y'all. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm totally kidding. Obviously, Golly. she needs to be a godly woman. She needs to have a relationship with Christ. And then, ultimately, with that, she's got to show, like... She's got to have fruit mm. in that. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got to be caring. Obviously, very nurturing, has to have a nurturing side. And, I mean, you're a teacher. I've seen you. You know, you're very nurturing. Uh, so. the, no, don't make it all about me. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. I know, I know. So, either way, though, just from what, you know, like, yeah. Like, obviously, if they're very, like, mm, like, that's been a huge, like, red flag for me. Like, huge turn off, like, seeing just a very... Mm. I don't know. It's just they can be the prettiest person in the world, but if they have a just terrible horrible attitude, mm-hmm. horrible like outlook on things, it's just it's a big turnoff. Like you don't want that. Mm-hmm. It's toxic and it's very you know it's a very like ob- obviously level headed. Um, still, uh, obviously, women are emotional creatures, but like they can still have self control with their emotions. Um, mm-hmm. You oh, show yeah. that. I mean, I mean, so that's definitely a big thing too. If they're just like a wreck all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of, yeah. I would say like, having, like, drive, too. And then having drive. And then, of course, women need to be strong still. Yeah. Like, obviously, they are the, you know, physically, like, they're the weaker one. But they still need to be strong, like, mentally and emotionally still. Um, and to be able to keep us guys in check sometimes. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely, I've needed a kick in the rear here and there. <laughs> and you have been uh, good at doing that. So, <laughs> it's good. It's, yeah, we... You need a strong woman that can help, like you said, drive, but not only for herself, but to encourage her man, you know, like mm-hmm. that's, that's huge. Be encouraging and supportive. Um, and then of course, nudging them in the right way too, uh, with things, but yeah, that's, I'd say those are a few of the, the things that like I would look for because if they're the opposite, it's just like, if they're always like tearing you down, belittling yeah. you, like. Mm-hmm. You ain't amount to anything. Like, I've seen so much of that, and it's just like, <laughs> it's very much like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, it's terrifying. <laughs> one, one last one before we move on to the next question. I'd say this goes for both sides being able to see from the other person's perspective. Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. My mom would always tell me that it's like a good marriage is based on always thinking of the other person and what the other person needs. It's like, if you constantly do that, like there's no room for selfishness Mm -hmm. and it's just like you're constantly thinking about the other person how can I help them how can I build them up today what can I do for them to make this day like better or their week month life better it's like constantly having that and it's it is it is difficult it's it's work and it takes perseverance but it's like it's a great quality to have in a person so next one what could be considered a red flag I feel like this kind of ties into what we were just talking about yeah um what would you say Lauren? what would you expound on well i kind of like described it so like a red a red flag is like anything that kind of makes you do a double take or like that stands out in a negative way or like Mm -hmm. you're like hang on that's not right i'd say it's a little bit more serious would you say it's more serious than the last one yeah so 
Mm. Well, I think it can depend. It can, you can, so I wrote an example. So for me, um, someone who's, who is messy, like, is a red flag. Mm. Because if you look deeper into it, that means, like, either they don't care, they don't take pride in the things that they've been blessed with, and it could also indicate laziness. So mm. I feel like those surface-level red flags can also mean something a lot deeper. Mm. That's right, yeah. I would say, like, maybe to clarify that you deal-breakers are more, like, kind of the easy ones to, to weed through some people, but mm-hmm. then the red flags are more of almost like the hidden stuff that you almost uncover yeah. later on and as you mm. get to know someone more. Because they can hide mm-hmm. that stuff about them easily until you get... How would you know they're messy until you would see maybe, like, how they handle things? Mm-hmm. Or how maybe... I think responsibility is a huge one. Like, yes. are you going to do something right away the best that you can? Or are you just going to ha- half-heartedly, like, eh, yeah. I, I completed it. Check. <laughs> so, what else? Was that, was that all? Oh, one? I mean, that was the only one I wrote. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot more that we just can't think of, yeah. Red, yeah, red flags being many. I'd say um, um, their speech, like their what they're talking about if they're Seth kind of pointed if positive or negative talking I would say like if they talk bad about people if they're Mm -hmm. constantly putting others down maybe not you but just people in general they just kind of have this negative view of people a lack of love like what you were saying lack of love for people um complaining griping complaining about family situation work house stuff depending on what stage of life they're in, um, the house of God, like church this, church that, then that'll give you a pretty clear view of how they yeah. see Christianity. It's just like, ooh, that's just, yeah, it's like almost like that feeling where you can, you, God reveals it to you and you're like, that just doesn't sit quite right. Yeah. Anything? Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone, we all do that a little bit. Um, we all struggle with like, we all complain, you know, about things. But if it's, like, a constant thing, yeah. for sure. I just yeah. wanted to clarify that because it's, like... Well, if it's, like, part of their personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, constantly, yeah. like, griping and complaining about stuff. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of an issue. Yeah. <laughs> it just shows that they're never satisfied with anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't really have much more to add to that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, but... There is a lot, but it's, it's hard to think Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we will move on. Um, who in your life has helped you the most with forming an idea of singleness, maybe even marriage? Um, so I, singleness, I feel like I haven't had a whole a lot of examples in my life. I know, like, I've done a lot of research and I've watched a lot of YouTube videos that I feel like have helped me get a better idea. Um, but I feel like I have more good examples of people being married mm. in my life. I feel like you guys were Aww. one example. Oh, <laughs> um, also, <laughs> like... <laughs> best example? <laughs> well, I mean, from the outside perspective. I don't okay. know. Anyway. Um, definitely, like, my grandparents. Like, them being together for so long. Being able to, like, watch them go through struggles. Go through the good times, mm-hmm. bad times. Like, um, Yeah. I think a lot of my family could be good examples of that. Mm. What about you? Um, well, uh, I'd say, hmm, 
don't know. Uh, I think our pastor and his wife have been great examples. We've only been a part of it for like a sliver of it. We don't even know all the other stuff they've gone through that they even talk about. But, I mean, they've been married 40 plus years and they, I mean, they are still like deeply in love with each other. He makes that pretty known. Um, and so as far as like, yeah, like a good um, example of marriage, like they're a pretty stinking good example. <laughs> I aspire to um, some of the other older couples in our church um, that I've built relationships with. Uh, they have been, there have been a lot of good examples. Not a lot of bad ones, but, <laughs> but a lot of good ones though. A lot of good ones. Um, uh, forming an idea of singleness though Maybe um, to help you out I think my thought process on this like growing up we had it was an interesting opportunity but it was a good opportunity <laughs> to be able to see it a couple generations above us go through what we went through ourselves but it was we were so far back it wasn't like we were right on right there with them it, it was almost like we got to learn from seeing them grow in mm-hmm. their faith mm-hmm. and I know um a couple of the women in our church just like had a doozy of a time trying to find somebody or maybe they went through multiple relationships but just like their their steadfastness and their their like just being grounded in God and not wavering at all it's just like yeah. it was very encouraging for being like 12 yeah, we 11, 12 years old and seeing that. And of course, like we couldn't fully comprehend it until later on when we were at that stage of life and be like, man, if they can do it, like we can do it as well. And having those, those examples in your life. And if you don't have those examples for those that are listening, like surround yourself with people that have good testimonies of when they were single. Don't surround yourself with people that made compromises that, that don't, that they don't feel remorseful about the way that they handled things it's like of course Mm -hmm. people have different testimonies that maybe now they're currently a christian and currently godly and they didn't really handle dating all that well or singleness but you gotta look for those people that have like good testimonies that can encourage you to pursue those goals because this it's hard it's really hard and especially like when when you are in a sea of unsaved people and maybe you don't have like a body of believers that you can go to it becomes that much harder to to have almost like okay maybe not completely like step for step do what they did but it's more of like their testimony of what God has done in their life to to encourage those in the next generation coming up and that's the same with like the married people it's like now that we're in the the stage of life being married wanting to get married they can do it I can do it it's like man like it is possible it's feasible that's why I think that question's really it it makes us think in those in those realms of taking some some uh an idea and making it more tangible. So is this the last question? Yes. What is something we can pass down to the next generation of single people? Hmm. That's a very good question. <laughs> Important question. I think um just taking your time because being single is a blessing and I think people should view it more like as an advantage and to just let God move in that season because the view on it is like almost like you're less than if you're single Mm -hmm. and I think we should really pass down the importance and blessing that it is there's nothing wrong with you 
You're not broken if you can't find someone by the age of 15. <laughs> it's like there's so much pressure, especially in that, yeah, like that high school phase of being with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's definitely, um, when we're talking about like the next generation single, obviously we're talking about like younger people. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there are single people that are like in their later 20s and whatnot. But as far as like the next generation, like just because man we talked to so many of these like kids that are like talking about girlfriends already and they're like 15 like you said 15 mm-hmm. it's like focus on like you're still growing and learning and obviously we're always growing but it's like you're going through your biggest growing like period right now it's like mm-hmm. don't get tied down to one person and then it's like because then you typically like grow apart like that's a very common thing that's why like usually the high school sweetheart thing typically doesn't pan out because it's like there's still so much growth that needs to happen mm-hmm. and things that you know you don't even realize what you want to do for like your life or whatever and it's like it's like finish school one like continue to go to school focus on learning and 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 then of course focus on your relationship with God because um, like you haven't even experienced anything in the world yet it's like <laughs> yeah. but don't worry about like being married and being someone with someone right now because God will take care of it. and ultimately that's the thing is like God will take care of that for it. you don't have to worry about it because that's actually something I dealt with like like when I like like right before I even got saved like I almost like I was in high school and I was a junior and I was like thinking to myself like what if I don't find someone now because like I was hitting a swinging and missing with girls and I was like what if like it takes me forever what if I end up just being single the rest of my life and I was super worried and even if that was the case it's like it's all right but it's like as a Christian, something I didn't think about, you know, obviously when I wasn't saved, like God will take care of that. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll put someone in your life, you know, if you really wait on him. So it's like while you're a kid, because you still are a kid, <laughs> it's like focus on like still growing and being a kid and like. Yeah. Just figuring out who you even are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stop like calling what you're saying when you were um, into this other, you know, person uh, early on in your teenage years, it's like you started becoming like them. Mm. You started like associating everything with them. And it's like, figure yeah, like Lauren said, figure out who you are, like in Christ, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's all right. Like it's going to be all right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's definitely what I would love to just drill into the upcoming generation. Like, don't be so worried about who you're like, like who you're going to be with right now. It's like, you know, I don't know. Because, yeah, I always worried about that when I was, like, 15, 16 years old. And once I stopped looking and I stopped worrying, that's when you came into my life. And it was just, I didn't have to do anything. It was just, mm-hmm. you were just there. And yeah. it's like, yeah. It happened just so naturally. It, yeah, it did. Like, I think it wasn't forced. It wasn't, That you is know, the best way. Yeah. 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 So, that's what I... I'd say for me, just to... Trying to think of what I could possibly tell these kids. Because, man, a lot of them think they know. And then you're like, oh, but you don't. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was there. I did not know anything. Yeah. That, was, that was a huge thing of, of being an example of, like, not only humility, but be, having a teachable heart. Mm-hmm. Like, allowing yourself to not live in that state of mind of pride and be like oh yeah I got everything figured out because that's what I thought oh yeah 
I did tons of research, read my Bible all the time. I was like, oh, I got this thing in the bag. Started dating Seth. I don't have anything in the bag. It is empty. <laughs> I, it is like the Mary Poppins bag. Like I'm digging through this thing and there's no end. I'm just like, I have no idea how this is. And it's just, it's so overwhelming. But that's why like the whole preparing yourself before you even start and then keeping up good boundaries when you're looking and then keeping your eyes open for red flags as you're dating the person. All of these things like one after the other, it's it's preparation and allowing yourself to grow and that is something that I would like to tell these kids let yourself grow and become the best person that you can be obviously perfection is not the goal but growth and that process and continuing moving forward and not staying still and being content with where you are yeah all right anything any other ideas before we no. shut her down? That's pretty That's good. That's pretty good, yeah. Covered yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot there. <laughs> All right. Well, this is episode one of our relationship series, and we covered on singleness. And next time, we will be interviewing a couple. So much to look forward to. We will talk to you all later. Bye.